missing OTA offseason period is definitely great for all of us to continue to be better route runners. You know, work on our game mentally and physically. Like we're improving every day tremendously. You can see it on the field, you can see it on the tape, and uh, competition is definitely there. I mean, we're all, you know, pushing each other, we're all competitors. It definitely, with anything, it just pushes us all to go harder. Just keep my head down, keep working in practice. You know, my, my name is called in the game. Just go out there, do what I can, and best of my abilities, and, you know, let the rest fall into its place. Welcome into the lounge. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back. Did you miss me? Didn't miss you. Glad to have you back. Cliff filled in wonderfully, as he always does. Wait, uh, how do you, how do you say didn't miss you, but glad to have you back? Yeah, I, di- I didn't miss you. The both can be true. I didn't miss you, but oh, it's great to have you back. I wasn't like <laughs> sitting there uh, wallowing in your absence last week. Cliff filled in, did a great job. But it's like it's like that that uh, that gif or that meme or whatever it is of like uh, of the guy looking at the picture frame, you know, and like the Wolverine picture or whatever. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't you know that. It, it wasn't that. Right. It, it was not that. But at the same time, hey, you're back. Glad to have you back, and uh, also glad to have Devin Duvernay joining us today. So yes. you're here, and Devin's here, which is good. Yeah, good stuff. Devin is. Uh, you know, he had he had a uh, good rookie year, but there's a lot of meat left on that bone. And yeah. I think in, in this wide receiver competition, he's a guy that I have my eye on. Uh, so with no further ado, let's jump right into that interview. We are thrilled to be joined by Devin DuVernay. De- I got to say, Devin, I am expecting some big... I've been on the Devin DuVernay fan <laughs> club here for a little while. I'm expecting some big things from you this year. What are you feeling here? What are you feeling this summer? Yeah, man, I've been feeling good. OTA has been going great, uh, tuning up everything. But, yeah, I've been feeling great ball-wise, physically, mentally. And, yeah, I'm excited for the season and, you know, ex- you know expecting great things too. I-, I think one of the most frequent questions that we would get both from podcast listeners and on Raven's mailbag was, why aren't they giving Devin DuVernay the ball more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you – I don't know if you submitted any of those, Devin, but, you know, you – weren't alone if you if you did <laughs> no that's all of them <laughs> uh can you can you just sum up your your rookie year like in in one word I, i'll let you have a couple more than one but sum up your rookie year and what it was like for you um she was just a dream come true i mean yeah i worked you know worked my whole life to get to that point and to be able to play at a high level at a professional level you know ever since i started playing since like four or five you know, I love football. Wanted to play, knew it was a goal to be in the NFL, but being able to, you know, actually truly, you know, get drafted and then, you know, make the team, you know, be able to have a role was, you know, super exciting. You know, I, you know, I have no complaints and, you know, just excited to continue to work and get better and, yeah, develop and, you know, continue to be a bigger player. So what would you say were some of or the biggest lesson that you learned your rookie season? Biggest lessons were just uh, probably just, you know, the game speed it becomes a little faster. You got to be a quick learner. You got to be able to learn, uh, you know, offensively, you know, things as a whole, not just uh, this position or, you know, that position. You got to be able to, you know, learn the whole, you know, scheme and, you know, concept, as we say. And, uh, you know, that would probably be one thing. Interesting. So, so were you, were you primarily, I mean, at Texas, were you lined up primarily outside or in the slot? Well, yeah, so it was, I think my my freshman year, I was in the slot. Sophomore year, 
I was outside in the junior year side, and then last year, my senior year was in the slot. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. was it an adjustment? I mean, because the Ravens, like, they moved the receivers all over the place. Uh-huh. Was that kind of the adjustment that, that you're talking about there? Well, not exactly. I think in college, we kind of just labeled guys and put guys, you know, where we wanted them. And uh, that's just, I guess, where the coaches wanted me or see me at, saw me at for, you know, that point in time. So, you know, we kind of stayed there and rock with it. We didn't really do too much movement around throughout the year back when I was there. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. So how do you uh... – I think one thing that's interesting about you this year is obviously there's a bunch of new receivers. And so just as we're talking about kind of the positions, what do you see as, as where you fit best? Like, is it as a slot? You've done it all. So you've been outside, you've been as a slot receiver. Like, what do you think is sort of the best fit for you? I mean, I think just both, honestly, just being able to, you know, have the strength, speed to be able to play uh, inside or out. Um, both require, you know, certain skill set, and I feel like my skill set can, you know, fit both those positions inside and out. So I think, uh, you know, the coaches and, you know, the guys do a great job of just fitting guys in where they, you know, where they fit in and, you know, drawing stuff up to, you know, help them succeed and make a play. Right. So last year you had 20 catches for 201 yards. You're targeted only 26 times, though. So you had the – among – if we're talking about rate, right, <laughs> catches per target, you're up – You I think we're tops on the team. <laughs> so I think this is why fans were saying, "When's yeah. get, Duvernay getting the ball more?" Right? <laughs> was was it was it at all difficult for you to to kind of have to you know be patient and, and wait your turn? I mean, especially after you catch over a hundred balls your senior year at Texas, <laughs> things change a lot in the NFL, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you definitely want you know everybody definitely wants that that bigger role to have you know a bigger impact. But but yeah, you didn't you learn patience, you know, you, you know wait your turn, you know. I mean, I just keep faith and know, you know, it'll come. And, uh, you know, I never lose faith, never lose, uh, you know, patience. Uh, just keep my head down, keep working in practice. You know, my my name is called in the game. Just go out there and do what I can and the best of my abilities and, you know, let the rest fall into its place. Right. What do you, all right, what do you like more? You're going to catch a ball over the middle or you're going to be used on one of those creative jet sweep type things that they like to use you on last year? What do you prefer? I prefer uh, – Probably catch a ball over the middle and you know get some get some yak. <laughs> you're a receiver. You're a receiver. I'm not surprised. Um, you you right, kind of built one. like a little running back though. I got, I look at you out there and I'm like, I, I swear, catch. Devin, you could hand them the ball sometimes. <laughs> yeah, on the jet sweeps, yeah, yeah, they get involved in that. So now, the other piece of your game, uh, which people found out about pretty early, was the return game. Yeah. So you had the 93 yard kickoff return touchdown against the Chiefs. You were flying on that play. Uh, take us through your mind. I mean, that was Monday Night Football, primetime game. You're a rookie. Like, what's going through your mind as you're running that one back? Yeah, no, I remember catching it, getting around the edge, hitting the sideline. I, like, blacked out. I ain't, didn't know didn't know what was happening. I just <laughs> got in the end zone. Yeah, I was just, like, blacked out. I couldn't imagine if there was a crowd there. Yeah, I know. that was the only downside. There, was like, there wasn't a crowd to really soak up that moment, which was a bummer. Yeah, yeah it was definitely crazy, definitely. Yeah, I was super excited about that. Well, I'll tell you a little story about that one, Devin. So, you know, with the empty stadium, we're up, we were sitting like at the uh, kind of the club level, outside of the club level, right? And yeah. a few suites down is the Kansas City like ownership group, right? Like the Chiefs ownership. Yeah. And they were just hooting and hollering at the beginning of that game. Chiefs <laughs> jump out to a big lead. 
and I'm sitting there, and you can hear everything that they're yeah. saying, right? Like, I'm like, guys, you're in our stadium. You're being this obnoxious. Like, I'm like, all right, tone it down. They're the, that's the owner. I don't want to be disrespectful here as a peon of the yeah. Ravens. You know, I don't want to be disrespectful of the owner of the Chiefs. But then when you ran it back, I did give it a little something extra. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you saw that. You know, I gave it to him a little bit. <laughs> so thank you for that. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate that. <laughs> So, so what, uh, you know, how have you evolved now that this is your first true NFL offseason, both physically and then with your game? Yeah, just uh, having a chance to, you know, get with our coaches and continue to work, you know, route work, you know, jugs and catching. We had, you know, two great hires with, you know, T. Martin, Coach Keith Williams. Just been with them, you know, picking their brain uh, and getting to know how they teach things. And, you know, it's been great. I think we were – talking about earlier how we just like we're improving every day tremendously you can see it on the field you can see it on the tape and uh yeah they just keep encouraging us keep going so but yeah this this ota offseason period has definitely been great for all of us uh to continue to be better route runners you know work on our game mentally and physically it's interesting that you bring up t and keith because i think every receiver who we've talked with this offseason has talked about those two guys and we see it just in watching practice like they're they're joined at the hip it seems like every rep they're kind of coaching up nuances little details finding ways to tell you to come out of your break a little bit different like really technique based things can you talk about their relationship and how you think that they're going to help you oh yeah they're they're like you know one two punch and they're definitely helping us a ton tremendously like you said technique is on point and like you said as well they're always on us every route every route they see every drill they're coaching up and you know us as players we want that you know we want to get coached up every every route even though coach may not see every every single step you take but we want that and like you said they're on us at the hill coaching everything like no that step was this much off or this and that you got to sink a little lower on this be more violent this and that man all of it's great stuff interesting What's your outlook on the competition at wide receiver? I mean, there are a lot of guys now, you know, yeah. six guys drafted the past three years, plus Sammy Watkins now. You know, that's a, that's a strong seven right there. How do you look at that group? I mean, yeah, we, I mean, competition is definitely there. I mean, we're all, you know, pushing each other. We're all competitors. We all grew up competing. All love the game. All love receivers. So it definitely, with anything, it just pushes us all to go harder, pushes us all to get better. And, uh, you know, definitely works in our benefit. Right. Do you do you have kind of a special jo- uh, bond with James Prochet, being that you guys came in together? Oh yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, we're always we're always together, always, you know, just talking, you know, chopping it up, whatever, you know, see each other back in Dallas, all the time. So, right, definitely, definitely a good bond right there. Mm-hmm. And what have been your uh, impressions so far of of the Rook of Rashad Bateman and and then Tylen Wallace also? Oh yeah, dude, two two good receivers. I mean, I saw Tylen all the time when he was at Oklahoma State and I was at Texas. Yeah, he used to kill us a lot. <laughs> both, both great, great dudes, great dudes. Love talking to them. They're you know eager to learn, ask us questions all the time. Even though you know I'm just in my second year, but uh, yeah, they're eager to learn. Um, and yeah, the sky's the limit for them. Awesome. So, so I yeah, let's get into the personal stuff here, Garrett. Yeah, let's yeah, go in the background. We, we peppered you with football-related questions. Now we're going to go off the football field to the track, okay? Thank so you. in high school, you won the 2015 6A state championship. Yeah, 100 uh, meters. 100 meter, 100 meter. 
10.27 seconds. Yeah. So are you the fastest guy on the Ravens roster? I believe so. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Is this a debate? Because this is probably a question that we get often. Really? Like, uh, yeah, everyone, I feel like this, oh, yeah. everyone likes to know who's the fastest guy on the team. It's just like, it's just like when you're at recess and you're a kid, everyone has that debate, you know? So, and the answer was never Garrett. I, <laughs> I, I don't even pretend to be. The, it was never the <laughs> fastest guy. I, I was a scrappy rebounder on bas- in basketball. That, that was my strength. Um, <laughs> But like so, so there's you. But I think a lot of the, you know, Hollywood gets a lot of votes. Obviously, Lamar gets a lot of votes. Have you yeah. guys ever debated this? We honestly haven't talked about what? it. And yeah, Marquise Lamar. I don't think we we've ever had that conversation about who's you know, the fastest or about a race or anything. Yeah, not that I can remember. So you're telling me you're sitting in the wide receiver room, and you and Hollywood are in there. And no one says, all right, who's faster between you guys? I got to believe that comes up. Oh, not <laughs> me or not to me directly. I don't, yeah, we never had that conversation. All right. Well, this maybe, is the maybe next. People had, maybe people have asked him, but I don't, yeah, no one's ever, when I've been in the room, I guess, had said, hey, who's faster? Approached us about it face to face, I guess. But yeah, oh, yeah, I don't think. Maybe. We got, we got to make it, uh, this a video. This is the next BaltimoreRavens.com video here to set up the 100 meter between <laughs> you guys. Well, you throw some hurdles in there, and RG3 would have been in the conversation and, too. And Marlon. Yeah. Yeah, Marlon. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, so you know, outside of the track in, in high school and in college, I mean, you basically never dropped the ball, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you what? You dropped five of 244 passes that came your way in college. That's 2%. For those mathematicians out there, I can't even say mathematicians, let alone do the math. (laughs) So, I mean, when is the last time that you remember dropping a ball in a game? No jinx. No jinx. I'm knocking on wood. No jinx. Um, And and then second part, for all the kids and stone-handed individuals, Garrett, out there, uh, how do you develop such good hands? Man, yeah, I mean, just lots of practice on the jugs, you know, tennis balls, whatever it is. And exercises, whatever you can do. I know guys do like rice buckets and stuff like that where they're grabbing the rice and stuff. But just whatever you can do to strengthen your hands, wrist, that whole area. And uh, mm. but then after that just comes the concentration on the ball, hand-eye coordination, and, uh, you know, just making a play. Mm, interesting. So how, how strong are your hands? Like I, I, my granddad had some <laughs> old man strength. Like he grew up on a farm. Right, yeah. like lifting stuff. You, I feel like you grow up on a farm. You get some strong hands. Just yeah, ask Marshall Yonda. <laughs> how strong? How strong are your hands? Like, give us, give us an idea here. An idea? Um, I, don't, I don't even know how to put in. The- <laughs> <laughs> I try. I mean, I have like grippers and stuff. Uh, I just try to work on my hands a lot. Just when I'm just you know chilling on the couch or in bed or something, try to do something you know a little stress ball or something or something where you just you know, keep them active and uh, strengthening those, you know, little joints in the fingers. I feel like the true test of strong hands is if you can get from the car after a trip to the grocery store in one trip. I mean, that's the key. Oh, that's do you, point. Do you ever take two trips or is there you one trip all the time? Yeah, I'm definitely trying to get everything in one trip. <laughs> both hands. I have like two bags on each finger. <laughs> that's the key. That's the key that to success right there. So, you uh, know, do you remember playing that game Mercy? 
you know, where you like hold somebody else's hand, you know, and then you try to get them to say mercy. No, no, I don't think so. I don't. I no, don't Garrett, neither of you. I don't. Th- that was back when that was back in the Stone Age when you were a kid. <laughs> we're playing some mercy when I get back in the office. No, sound to me. Oh, so so Devin, you come from a really athletic family. Your cousins with Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, again, is that first cousin? Yeah, first cousin. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So did you guys like what was your relationship like growing up? Were you were you close? Did you spend a lot of time together? Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, we always seen each other on holidays, you know, families getting together on holidays and things like that. So we had relationships always been there, known each other our whole life. Uh, you know, always been in the same Dallas, you know, Dallas area. So but uh yeah, definitely uh, uh you know, someone I definitely try to you know, not necessarily follow, but just try to, you know, be create my own success and, you know, know what's in the family and uh, try to, you know, create my, create my own shot as well. When you were deciding on colleges, were you guys talking at all? Like, it's a little, you know, he's a quarterback, you're a receiver. I could totally see you guys as you're going through that process say, oh, we got to go to the same school. And yeah. then, if, then as your receiver, you got an in with the quarterback, which is, you know, <laughs> worth its weight in gold. Was that ever something that you guys talked about during that time? <laughs> I remember he was transferring to OU, and I was still looking for a school. And we we definitely had 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 talks. Ultimately, chose to go to Texas, but but yeah, we definitely did have those talks. And then you end up as rivals, which is the funniest thing. Not only did you not end up the same school, you <laughs> end up on the most you know one of the biggest rivalries in in sports. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It is what it is. <laughs> Well, it, and it doesn't just stop with the uh, athletic bloodlines with Kyler. I mean, twin brother, he was yeah. defensive back at Texas before he went to transferred to Northwestern State. Yeah. Then you got Uncle Calvin Murray, played yeah. baseball at Texas. Yeah. Uncle Kevin Murray, played quarterback at Texas A&M. Uncle yeah. Charles Murray, <laughs> played wide receiver at North Texas. And a fourth uncle, <laughs> Uncle Vince Murray. Play defensive back at Tulsa. I mean, this is crazy. The Murray, I'll tell you. So this is on your mom's side, I assume. That's my mom's side, yeah. Holy moly! Your, your mom must be an athlete too. Yeah, they said she was back in the day. She used to. I mean, she grew up with four brothers too, and her sister. So she was always in the backyard and stuff, playing with her brothers. But yeah, they say she had a little something. She never <laughs> within the. That's wild. High school or within the you know the school system, but she definitely didn't like play ground ball or whatever. So what were what were the matchups like at practice at Texas practice when you're going up against your twin brother and he's playing yeah. DB and you're at wide receiver? Yeah, no, it was definitely crazy. I mean, we growing up, I mean, we went against each other all the time just in the backyard when we used to play when we were little baseball, soccer, football, you know, whatever it was. But yeah, being able to college, you know, do that too. That was something else that was pretty cool, you know, being able to you know go against my brother at a college level. You, you you win the majority of those battles or what? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Quiet confidence. Tyler Wallace, you know, Tyler Wallace also has a twin. Maybe this is oh, yeah, like, I heard, yeah. This is like how we when we're doing our mock drafts in future years, Ryan, we need to look at who has twins. The twins. And that's that's <laughs> the key, I think, in the Ravens draft strategy. <laughs> we're special. <laughs> that, that that's like how Eric DaCosta, you know, he's looking at all these draft profiles, and then he gets to the last line, he goes, "And twins." <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Devin, you you seem like you're like a no nonsense guy, you know, like you're just kind of 
I don't know. You're just a serious kind of guy. You know what I mean? The, I, I went back and looked at your Twitter profile. I was like, I'm going to get the dirt on Devin. I'm going to go back and see what he's tweeting. The la- Dude, the last thing you tweeted was from the day you got drafted. It was like, in the third round, the Ravens like Devin today. That's the last thing. Come on now. Um, so what? So so, are you that serious, or what? Or, or what? Or are we all misreading this? What kind of? Stuff I mean, are you I'm, just, I'm just not really. I'm I'm on it, but I'm not really. I don't really put nothing out there like that. I mean, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't really put stuff out there. I just like I like to stay, you know, low key, fun, and ready for, you know, just take care of me, take care of my business. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good. I'm a great. I feel like I'm a great person. You know, you get to know me in person. You get to talk to me. I'm a. I feel like I'm a great person. I just can express it on you know social media. But, All right. Yeah. What kind of stuff? Are, what kind of hobbies do you have, Devin? Some hobbies. I play. I play video games a bit. I like doing like. Um, I like doing. Uh, I like playing other sports. I love playing basketball. Um, well, in college we used to go do like paddleboarding and like going trail walks a lot, mm-hmm. like that. But I'm not like PQ or anything, big fisher or anything like. That. <laughs> <laughs> Anything like that, but, but yeah, those are probably some things uh, you know I enjoy doing. Nice. Well, you know, after you have a big season this year, it's going to be a lot harder for you to be an under the radar guy. You know, you can say all you want right now about how you like to fly under the radar, but after a big season, you're not going to be under the radar anymore. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I keep that in mind. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. One last question for you, Devin. Uh-huh. Are you going to be like the number three wide receiver? Number four, what are we talking here? Because I, because <laughs> we're going back to nuts and bolts. Because, you know, when we're asked about this, I'm always like, we're like, all right, we got Bateman, Sammy, got those guys on the outside, Hollywood, obviously. And I project Devin to be that slot guy kind of taking over for Willie. Is that what's going to happen? Just give me the 4 one one. I mean, we'll see after the count. Ooh, <laughs> all right, little teaser. The season, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> all right we'll let you go on that one you, on <laughs> you know you know he wasn't going to give you a full answer keep, <laughs> keep it keep it keep the cards close to the vest yeah. <laughs> all right well keep balling out man you're fun to watch big fan of yours uh and, and like garrett said I'm, I'm sure big things are coming this year yeah appreciate y'all all awesome, right thank, thank you. you cool well great to hear from Devin. you know here's the problem with some of these sometimes in these podcasts right is we tell our hilarious jokes Right, and the guy laughs. He's laughing. We can see him on camera laughing, but you can't hear him laughing. Right? Well, that's part He's of the a quiet Zoom. laugher. It's the Zoom problem too. Like it's a Zoom problem because then your loud laugh just overpowers the chuckle, the 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 pity chuckle right. that we get from Devin. <laughs> pity chuckle. The, He's got like a soft pity chuckle. He's got and a soft right. pity chuckle, and then your loud cackle, cackling at your own jokes, and. <laughs> It just overpowers him. So I do promise, you know, I don't, I won't say we got a lot of full blown laughs, but we got a lot of smiles, a lot yep. of smiles. We and, didn't bet a thousand. You know, and, some jokes hit, some jokes didn't. And, you we, know. and we got my jokes hit, yours mostly fell flat. A few, a few pity chuckles, a few of those. <laughs> but in all anyway. seriousness, I, 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 I do like Devin. He's a serious guy, uh, but he's a good guy. And a really, I think a really talented player, and somebody who like, where there's all this talk about, as you'd expect, new guys, Rashad Bateman, Sammy Watkins, certainly, 
And Devin just kind of flies, like he said, under the radar and is not – he's just not part of, like, the main conversation around the passing game, which, like, I get it. I, I understand why. But I think that he has the potential to be a critical piece of this passing game this year. Really, really important piece and something that the Ravens need. Like, they need they need a guy – they need a slot receiver. And, and I think that, that he has the potential to be that guy. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, like we've talked about, the Ravens do move their wide receivers yeah. all over the place. You know, Rashad Bateman played in the slot uh, a good amount last year, his final season at Minnesota. So he's yeah. capable of doing that. I like what I've seen from Tylen Wallace in the slot, too. I think that he's got some potential in there as a, you know, 5'11 guy. He's and, and very kind of sudden. Uh, I, I like his potential. James Farche, you could say the same. And, and Devin, you know, so... There's going to be competition, really, at all the wide receiver positions. And to me, at the end of the day, it's going to just be kind of how big of a slice of the pie does each guy get, right? Like, right. what percentage of the offensive snaps? And that's obviously going to fluctuate, you know, over the course of game to game and over the course of the season. But obviously, if you keep making more plays, you're going to get a bigger slice of the pie. And I think that Devin Duvernay, it just struck me last year, every time that they either handed the ball off to him, which they did a fair amount of that jet sweeps that you brought up, or threw it to him, the guy made a play. Like He just like makes the play, gets upfield, gets positive yards, makes some but one guy miss, miss you know, gets that yak like he talked about. Like Every time the ball was in his hands, I liked what I saw from Devin Duvernay. Yeah, yeah he, like he's electric. he has electric playmaking ability, which is what you want in and a wide toughness. receiver. Uh, and toughness. Like, he fights for yards. I thought you made a good point. Like he's built more like a running back in some ways. Like he's got top end speed, but he also physically can like withstand contact. Which yeah, is I mean, not... he doesn't look anything like Marquise Brown. They might run the same forty time, but right. they look nothing alike. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you ask Devin, he runs a better forty time. Perhaps <laughs> he, w- he wouldn't say that though. He's too modest. Well, he did say he's the fastest guy on the team. That he thinks That's he's true. the fastest guy on the team. But he said it. What he said? He's like, you know, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he's you know. he's modest. He's modest. He's a modest guy, but he's but humble but confident. I do. I, I really am curious to see how the Ravens kind of use this mix. I agree with you. Bateman could definitely slide inside. He did that in Minnesota, so he could be the slot. You could have situations where it's Bateman, Watkins, and Hollywood on the field, uh, but you could also have situations where it's Hollywood, Bateman, and Duvernay. Um, mm-hmm. And I and just I like his versatility. We've talked about the return game, but I just like his his versatility. I like him on the jet sweep stuff. I think that's a nice wrinkle in the offense. I think mm-hmm. the Ravens could probably do even more of that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really do think that he has – I don't think he's going to get a lot of press necessarily leading into the season because of some of the other guys the Ravens have at receiver. But would not surprise me if he ends up having a really important role this season. Well, and those are the guys that we like to bring on the lounge sometimes. You know, the guys, the guys that aren't getting all the headlines elsewhere – we bring them on the lounge. It's it's great. Yeah. Well, and, and then the and then and, and and then we start the hype train. We start the podcast bump mm-hmm. early, yep. early yep. here <laughs> on June tenth. We're starting the early podcast bump. So when Devin has a big season, we can take full credit. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's get to some emails here. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens dot uh, This one comes in from Scott Phillips. Uh, he says, which rookie out of last year's draft class do you anticipate having a breakout season? Justin Matabike seems primed for a bigger year and giving us an interior pass rush. Also, how has nobody talked about how amazing the J.K. Dobbins draft pick was? At the time of last year's draft, people questioned, including 
myself, Scott says, why we would draft another running back. But now can you imagine us without him? <laughs> what an amazing pick. I totally agree on J.K. Dobbins. I didn't really question it too much at the time just because the Ravens run the ball so much and everybody knew that Mark Ingram, you know, he was on the back nine of his career. So I, if, when I saw that pick, I was like, all right, well, we got our successor, right? Yeah. And like a high-end successor. So, um, you know, as frustrating as it was for J.K. And, and and his fantasy owners, including myself, for him to like have to kind of wait his turn a little bit, um, yeah, it, it absolutely has paid off, and I expect J.K. Dobbins to be an absolute stud. But Gus Edwards is also a stud. Yep. Gus, I just talked to Gus on the phone right before we had this podcast with Devin DuVernay. You know what Gus told me, Garrett? What's that? He's the number one running back? 1,000 yards this year. Hey, I like it. Well, he's been 700 basically consistent each of the last three years. Exactly. So, well, I mean, I, I know this question – um, we're doing a sidebar here on Scott's question about rookies, yeah. but the Ravens signed Gus Edwards to a new contract this year, and they signed him for a reason, and they have a lot of confidence in him. And I understand it's not like it's not like the Le'Veon Bell mega contract; it's an affordable deal, but mm-hmm. they have high expectations for him. So is a thousand yards out of the question. Also, remember when we had Gus on the podcast, and we basically were like, you know, how do you feel? I think you, you know, I think you asked the question, how do you feel about JK being the guy rather than you? And he was like, and he said, who said JK is the guy? Um, yeah. I love that answer. That was a great answer. Like, yeah. Why can't I be? Oh, that's what it was. You know, honestly, the question was basically, would you, would you go somewhere else where you could be the guy? And he was like, why can't I be the guy here? Right. And, and I thought that was, it showed his, another quiet, confident guy. Yeah. Um, and could he get a thousand? Yeah. I, Absolutely. He absolutely could. Is it going to happen? Like, if I was guessing right now, I, I probably would say not, no. Right. Uh, but he's got, he has the ability, and I do not necessarily think that it's, it's, it's going to be JK is the lead dog all the way, and then Gus is getting the scraps. I think it's going to be more no. of a shared workload. And that's what the Ravens need in a seven-game season. When you run the ball more than any team in the league, you need that. So, I think it's, it's it's almost like a sixty-forty split there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the right. That's the right. Mm-hmm. In some games, just like last year, you, like you will kind of ride the hot hand. Uh, yep. And if if Gus is rumbling, the bus is gassed up and ready to go. Then... Well, and based on matchups, like if they're going light, if they're light up front and in their linebackers, hit them with the Gus bus. Yep. You know, if they're heavy. Run around them with JK. Yep. Anyway, all right, back to the question. Which rookie out of last year's draft class do you anticipate having a breakout season? I think Justin Matabike is a great one. Obviously, we've all talked about J.K. Dobbins. You know, Patrick Queen is, you know, he's in better right, shape like, entering like, his second year. I feel year. like Patrick Queen and J.K. have already broken out, right? Like, exactly, secret, right. Secrets out. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think Matabike is a really good one. I mean, he, he started to really turn it on the second half of the season. The Ravens need another young kind of body on D-line where they have a lot of veterans, you know, Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, uh, Derek Wolf. I think they're going to look for some a younger guy to kind of take a little bit more off of those guys' plates and keep them fresher, kind of like what they've done with Pernell McPhee, and they've gotten the best football out of Pernell McPhee uh, the past couple years when they were able to keep him fresh. I think Justin Matabike can be that guy really for mul- at multiple spots. Um, so I think he's a really good pick. And Av, we're also going <laughs> to say Devin Duvernay. I was just going to say, we're going to do the whole podcast, talk him up, big season, all this and stuff, leave and him leave him off the list. <laughs> nah, I got Devin. 
the, the other the other person that I'll just mention as we just mentioned the entire rookie class, uh, <laughs> Malik Harrison, I think is an interesting player. Um, you know, the the hope when the Ravens drafted him was that him and, and Queen would be obviously the, the the two guys the Ravens brought back. L.J. Fort and L.J. Fort ended up being an important piece of that. You know, he ended up basically being the guy next to Queen rather than Malik yeah. Harrison. I, I think that's just a a player to watch. I, I wouldn't put him necessarily in the category that we're talking about with Matt Abike and Duvernay, but Malik is somebody who the Ravens would love to have these two young starting linebackers for the next three years and him and Queen. And yeah. uh, and so if he can prove that he's capable of doing that, then, you know, he'll, he'll get that opportunity, obviously. Well, we, we had some Ohio State on Ohio State violence on the practice field. That picture of JK <laughs> yeah, mossing, mossing Malik Harrison. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, so that was vicious. Well, let me just say, let me say a couple things about that. First of all, really great play by J.K. I mean, he went airborne to catch that pass, and if he's making plays like that this season, then look out because that's going to add a whole new wrinkle to this Ravens offense. Two, in these practices, the defensive players are basically told not to contest that right. type of play. That's so, very true. Malik didn't even try to knock that ball down. <laughs> like, I feel a little bit bad for him. Like, the picture. He just got posterized on a, yeah, a play he like couldn't he even do lost. anything about. Exactly. And he let him catch it. Great catch and athleticism by JK, no doubt. But uh, <laughs> that's more of an indication of JK's ability than Malik getting dunked on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, another question, a uh, quick one here to close it out, is from uh, Benjamin. Letson in. He says, uh, hey, I'm just wondering if there will be international fantasy leagues coming this year. <laughs> It'll be real fun as a Swede to compete with you on Sleeper. Wait, on Sleeper? I don't know what that means. I'll <laughs> be with you on Sleeper, or I'm already in six different leagues with some friends. I guess anyway, <laughs> the bigger question here, Garrett, is are you going to leave our international listeners out, to, out in the cold again, or are you going to finally compete? Compete. No, I'm, I'm definitely not playing. No oh shot. My gosh. No shot. Zero percent. Zero percent. Why are you so scared? Because because my life is worse when I'm in more fantasy leagues. One fantasy league. That's all you need. That's just because you have... keep getting your butt kicked in a bunch of them. No, no. I won the <laughs> fantasy league. I won the fantasy league. Uh, my the one that I was in two years ago. But but yeah, two years ago. Well, I just didn't win it last year. So it's hard to win it every year. It's hard to win it every year. Not me. I went back-to-back in my other league. Nah. Back-to-back. Well, you're in 20 different leagues. And that's no. and so you can take credit for winning a league when you're in so many different ones. One I'm in league, two leagues. your life is better. Two leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one is the International Ravens Flock League. Lounge listeners. Sorry, what do I call it here? <laughs> <laughs> Our International Lounge Listeners League. That's a tongue twister. Well, you got to cover it. I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass you. You've talked up your fantasy game for so long that I'll just let you have that league. You do a great job running it. That's your baby. I'll let you have I mean, it. I don't want to step on your toes. I don't want to invade. I, I wouldn't say that I do a great job running it, but anyway, <laughs> we'll leave a spot open for you if you decide to man up. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks to Devin Duvernay for joining us. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net, and we will be back with you next week after. I think we'll do after minicamp with our takeaways OTA minicamp roundup, kind of the final takeaway observations uh, from all the off-season practices up to that point. So we'll be back with you next week. Come on.